Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Stratocast. I'm Brian Murphy and we're on the road to Munich. It's 1.30am. I'm just after picking up my travel partner, Mr. John Fitzgibbon, a cock red from the Newtown area. He has the pleasure of sitting beside me in Old Trafford. Our season tickets are connected as we are ourselves on our many exploits across Europe and Great Britain, following the mighty Manchester United. On our merry way, watching... Eric Ten Hag's Reds. Hasn't been easy so far this season. A couple of dodgy defeats and a poor start to, this, to our league campaign sees us head to Germany to start the return to Champions League football. John, how are we feeling about the game ahead? Hi, Brian. Um, it's hard to be confident, I suppose, going into the match after such a difficult couple of weeks and, of course, the very poor performance at Old Trafford Saturday, but... The blind optimist to me says we could go out to Germany and we could come away with three points or even better. We could get a point, I suppose, which wouldn't be too bad either considering the form we're in and especially with the injury list we have. But, uh, look, we have to be positive, I suppose. Um, it's not going to be easy. Bayern Munich are a good side. They've got some top-quality players. It's going to be a hard ask going to the Allianz Arena, even in good form. And when you're in bad form, it's... It's a big ask, but look, hopefully form will go out the window and we can finally get into performance that we've been looking for to kick-start the season. Manchester United are a funny side when it comes to these games. As we've seen throughout the years, many times we've turned up to games where we're the underdog. And players just seem to perform on the night. They turn up the big occasion, they rise for it. No less than last season at the new Camp against Barcelona. Gives me shades of this again, this one. A game we were expected not to get anything out of and the two of us left the stadium almost disappointed that we didn't get the win. 
another fantastic performance out of nowhere really and a game where we were massive underdogs against a colossal side do you reckon Tin Hag can get the boys rallied for this one considering all the off-field problems we've had the Jaden Sancho's the Anthony's the rising injury list day by day one Basaka rule out again yesterday for two months things aren't looking great at Old Trafford at the moment but is Tin Hag the man to get us singing a song tomorrow night yeah I'm fully behind Tin Hag um Obviously, there's been a lot of murmurings there the last few days after the poor performance the weekend. But I'm still fully behind Ten Hag. Um, it's obviously not easy for him at the moment with the noise behind the scene. It wouldn't be easy for any manager, but um, especially the manager of Manchester United where everything is intensified by about 20 when things are going bad. But look, hopefully he can ride out this storm because I'm 100% convinced that he is still the man to take this club forward. Just before I sat into the motor there to take off for the airport, I was looking on Twitter and I saw Neil Custis flapping his gums again. United having four players involved in a collision after the game with each other. Not a collision, but a clash, I suppose would be a better term. Bruno Fernandes giving Scott McTominay a bollocking. Victor Lindelof and Lissandra Martinez having a bit of an, a bit of a tiff. And it's after breaking that Tin Hag's agency are involved in the transfers heavily keys seg group more media nonsense just trying to stir the pot before the game it's hard to know really but the journalists are licking their lips at the situation that's there at the moment and i don't know really it's it's just hard to know what's going on at the club really with all the different reports coming out every day but there's obviously definitely noise going on in the background because you can tell by the performances on the field that there's something seriously wrong behind the scenes at the moment. It's just been all over the place. There's been no cohesion on the field and there's definitely something going on, all right, but I couldn't say what, no, but with, with everything coming out in the news, there's definitely something going on. Yeah, and a fair point. Off-field reflects on-field. The chaos that Tin Hag is trying to get through at the moment, the issues he's trying to wade through, are definitely being reflected on the field. Right, let's start up the engine. Let's make our way to Dublin Airport ahead of a 7 o'clock flight to Frankfurt and a three and a half hour train where we'll meet up with Dale O'Donnell as we head to Munich. A delayed flight, no surprise to anybody there, on a runway sat there for an hour waiting to take off for Frankfurt, Germany. I didn't really realise a whole pile about the delayed flight as I slept from the second I stood onto the plane until we touched down on tarmac. Excellent, as I had no sleep last night. Or the night before, two young kids under three years of age. Tough crack for a travelling red. Now you're minding me. And yes, now you can hear editor-in-chief, straight news boss and the man who considers himself bigger than the podcast, <laughs> Dale O'Donnell has joined me on our trek to Munich. Dale, what's going on? Not much. Um, I think this morning was surprised going to the airport. Usually we're flying with air, we're Ryanair. This time we're not, and you'd expect no delays. But terminal changes. And terminal changes, yeah. Um, so I text or I gave a call to Brian to see where his whereabouts were this morning at four o'clock, expecting him to be in a bar at terminal two, but um, he wasn't to be seen. Terminal one, wrong destination. So if it wasn't for me looking after him he would be in the, the wrong country altogether um, back on to some United chat we bumped into some United fans on the way obviously plenty from Ireland um, 
most of the conversation is about the negativity surrounding the club and I think the likes of Jade and Sancho being key figures Anthony doesn't help with his domestic abuse allegations these are all things that we've we've touched upon in, in great detail um, but we're just waiting for the next negative to come along aren't we last night before we left the, the media were kind of pushing out their hit pieces on the club and there's now reports that there's busts up between four players in the dressing room and these are things that I think we'd agree happen the whole time between footballers and men Was it predictable to see the likes of Neil Custis and them come out with these little fluff pieces I mean they're slating United again mm. players are falling out after after a defeat to Brighton if you've played at junior level underage level I mean realistically speaking they'll people fall out after every defeat and you'll have someone having a pop off each other it's not a new it's no headline news but obviously when it comes to United it sells papers so it's always headline news anything to do with us um, and then we have the SEG situation where they've brought in the Tin Hag's is it Tin Hag's son is involved in an he's agency an him, yeah he's an employee of the agency so guilty by association again they can put one plus one together get four and the thing, the thing about that with agencies, right, that's that's a general football thing because you look at Chelsea a few years ago and they Conte, um, they were signing players from his agencies. All clubs do this. It's it's what United are guilty of is getting into bed with agents, and that's been the case for years. You know, Yorgi Mendes had his own office at Old Trafford. Um, you know, there was, there was there was meetings that he'd arrive with Carrington. Alex Ferguson was called in. And we had Mino Riola when Ed Woodward um, was was running the club, and he's now dead. But we still have a few of his clients at the club. Um, doesn't help. I think what it shows is United are incredibly incompetent, which you've already known. But they use agents to try and make it easier for them when it gets to the transfer window. So they're not waiting last minute. They don't have any of their homework done. But I think for me, what it raises the bigger question about is um, John Murtaugh. You know, he's someone that is seen as a football director the past few years. What does he actually do? Because if it's if, if the report is true, which I believe it is, it means the SEG, Eric Ten Hag's agency, have basically been given the key of Old Trafford to make the biggest decisions over the team. Um, now, I'm not saying they shouldn't been on it but you'd expect people at Manchester United have their own say as well you know John Murtaugh to make a presence for himself if he's not I think none of us would be surprised if we had new owners come in in the morning he wouldn't be there and his compadre Richard Arnold could have a lot of questions answered to new owners as well I mean he hasn't exactly covered himself in glory in the, the past few months particularly the Greenwood situation one of the only things I've seen John Murtaugh mentioning recently is seemingly been a, a peace broker in the Jaden Sancho Ten Hag situation where I think he was asked to step in and try and cure that problem but he mustn't have done a great job there either because Sancho's picking daisies on the sideline as Eric Ten Hag flies off to Munich so hopefully Jaden gets to watch this one on the box tomorrow night and cheer the lads on from Manchester but it doesn't look like he'll be offering us any weight on the left or the right um, What are you looking forward to most in Munich? Beer I don't drink beer, so I'm looking yeah. forward to good German sausage. That's for a whole different podcast and a whole different genre of podcast, Dale. But on that note, I'll go back to the beer and get away from taking the big German sausage. Um, we're in September, but funnily enough, Oktoberfest is ongoing. 
uh, I did a bit of research on Oktoberfest last night and I was curious as to why it's on in September I'm still none the wiser because I was after a few cans of cider when I was reading this they're Americanized sucking the life out of it by getting an extra month in a few weeks so basically they're, they're doing a glazer situation on the Oktoberfest they have tried to rip every last single euro they can out of Oktoberfest merchandising it to the last and they're going to suck it dry but it's just like us at Christmas time we all complain about it you walk into the shopping market October maybe even earlier and you start seeing selection boxes and that's, that's all it is with think Oktoberfest I, I'm not an expert on it but I can just um, take a wild guess that it's all to do with commercialism the, the shops the pubs the restaurants make a lot of money out of it they're going to make a lot of money out of United fans but hopefully um, we have some good stories to tell from this trip and I'm sure there'll be some funny ones as well well, in the last episode, I promised that I was sent over here on a duty of care to look after you, but it sounds like since... You need the right terminal. Like, there was no need to, to divulge that information to the, to the listening fans of the podcast that I might have got the wrong terminal. <laughs> in my defence, I've always flown Ryanair out of Dublin, and this time I was fancy and flew Aer Lingus, so got to the nice schmick and span uh, terminal, terminal 2. So, yeah. Uh, my duty of care is to get you to Munich after that it's your duty of care to get me home without getting arrested without getting in trouble and without making an absolute show of myself it remains to be seen we'll chat soon a beautiful sunny morning in Munich a poignant morning for Reds as we assemble at the Munich Memorial in Manchester Platz I'm joined by Eugene Bowles a time served long time cock red Eugene how are you feeling this morning and how's it, how's it feel to visit the, the memorial Thanks, Brian. Ah, very moving. Very moving and uh, poignant moment to be here. Um, such a, such a, an historic place to visit in United's history. Um, and, uh, yeah, very moving and incredibly touched to be here, in fairness. It's a place I wanted to visit for a long, long time. Yeah, likewise, usually a place I haven't got to until today myself. Great to see so many Reds, young and old, turning up and paying their respects. And to see how well-maintained the memorial itself is. It's a, it's a real, really nice tribute a touching place to, to visit um, the locals the locals who maintain it they do a fantastic job and great to see such an assembly of Reds and spirits seem to be high ahead of the match tonight although that could change drastically after kickoff. What do you what do you feel about the game tonight? Look I suppose the way we've been playing it's 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 difficult to to put in you know see see um, us going out and winning the game but at the same time we're always optimistic. We're always optimistic. We need to just to defend properly tonight. Uh, give it a go but um, no look things are obviously we've had a difficult start to the season Brian but I, just, but I still think um, if we can just put on uh, defend properly and uh, yeah if we get a point tonight I think most Reds would be happy enough yeah absolutely eight, eight times since the last time we beat Munich we've only beaten once in that eight visits uh, we've never beaten them in Germany so it's definitely a task of magnanimous proportions for Eric Ten Hag who's having not the best of times at the moment with the club um, yeah, I think it's a fair it's a fair one, Eugene. If we get a point tonight, I think most Reds will leave happy. Anything, anything apart from getting a, a bit of a lesson, I think would be a bonus because we're not in great form at the moment. We're, our defence is in ruins and we're not playing very well. So, yeah, we'll hopefully put a bit of a good performance in tonight, get out of there with a point and, and get back to Manchester. But, uh, what's next, Eugene? What's the next game on the, on the, on the, on the, the visiting list for you? Yeah, Palace at home now next week. Next up for me, Brian. Um, Delighted to get here today. Like came over, came over yesterday from Dublin, Dublin to Munich, and uh, 
yeah, it's just delighted to get a European away in um, Palace next week and um, yeah, probably probably City after that maybe. But um, it's great to see so many Reds here. Absolutely fabulous, beautiful city in France. My first time in Munich, so yeah, looking forward to looking forward to the day and and the night ahead. Brilliant. Thanks, Eugene. We'll catch up with you later on. Thanks, Brian. Temperatures rising here in just outside Killian's Irish Bar in Munich. I'm joined by Jordan from York. Jordan, how did you get here today? Uh, I came on a plane yesterday. Long day, delays, train delays, plane delays. Lovely. Happy days. The joys of going on Euro away, isn't it? What do you reckon of this game tonight? The people are getting a bit more excited about the game until we saw the travelling squad. Five defenders, one being Johnny Evans. How's that board for us? It's, when you say Johnny Evans in 2023, it's a bit disappointing. It shows where the club's at, really. But I think optimistic tonight. I think it'll either be a thrashing or we'll, we'll go get all three points. No sharing the spoils tonight in one way or the other. One of them was going to get the win. Who are you looking to put the performance in tonight? Get Bruno back up on, and buzzing? Bruno rises to the occasion and Rashford likes the Champions League goal, as we all know. So I think if them two turn up, we're in with a chance. Casemiro obviously well versed in the Champions League need to get him back on song he's had a bit of a shaky start to the season as, as have the rest of the squad to be fair Rasmus Hoyland what do you reckon? He's showing potential a lot of money to be on a young lad he's got a lot of pressure on his shoulders especially at Manchester United I think he's shown physicality straight away which is amazing and I think if we, if we support him through the midfield and the wings he can get a lot of goals for us and I think he'll be vital He's a big strong lad a lot of weight on his shoulders, a lot of expectations on him, but I reckon he can do it. Right, go on, give us a score prediction. We'll call it one way or the other. 4-0 to Bayern or 1-0 United. Go on in. Cheers, John. Joined by Rhys, who I was with last night for a few sociable beers. Rhys travelled over from Fermanagh. Rhys, what was your route over? Uh, Dublin to Frankfurt. Frankfurt to Munich on the train. And here we are, I take Killian's Irish bar. Killian's Irish Bar is a, a hot spot for us Reds. We were here last night, good crack, until the security decided to stop us from singing. We had a couple of celebs at the, at the table beside us, Mr. Big Mike, Logan Paul's best buddy, for those young enough to be into that crack, and a, a pretty young lady called Karina Kopp. The security guards weren't too long getting pictures with her. <laughs> I was wanting my picture of her myself, but she, she made a quick runner once she seen me. <laughs> No, that's all. What do you reckon, Reese? What do you think tonight? How's this game going to go? I'm thinking 1-0. If we keep it tight, we'll, get a, we'll hit them on the counter and get a 1-0. Four goalkeepers, five defenders in the squad. Doesn't bode well for us. One is Johnny Evans. A stopgap signing, I suppose, is a fair reflection of his joining back to United again. Can any of these keepers play right or left back? I hope so. <laughs> go on, give us a scoreline for tonight. 1-0. Go on, cheers, Reese. Still here at Killian's Irish Bar in Munich. Place is absolutely buzzing. I'm here with Ollie from Cheltenham. Ollie, how we doing, bro? Yeah, all good, man. All good. Up the fucking reds. What's going on, mate? What's going on? Right, Ollie, tell us, how did you get here today? What was your route? Birmingham to Magaluf last night. Landed in Magaluf, 9 p.m. Flight this morning, 8 a.m. from Magaluf to Munich. Landed here, no kip. And here we are, mate. Here we are with a day trip in red. A little sneaky, <laughs> cheeky MAGA. <laughs> visit before Munich oh my days right go on talk to us Ollie what do you reckon tonight give us give us the goal how are we going to go on how's this game going to go I'd see Kane hat trick mate I'd love a little result I'd love a little Hoyland result but I can see fucking Kane cooking us mate I'll be honest I'll be honest should we have put 
the hand in the pocket and signed Harry Kane in the summer. 100%. Should have thrown the fucking bank at him. Also, Ten Hags, that thought, that diamond don't, that diamond don't work, mate. That diamond don't work. So we need to play Palestra on the right. 100%. Either Donato or Palestra on the right. Because diamond four in the middle does not work. Does not work. What do you think of the, the early season when he, when he had relatively a, an almost full squad? He tried to play the high press, inverted fullbacks. Against Arsenal in particular, we saw how it worked for a while. Almost got the result. Garnaccio goal crucially and disgustingly was ruled offside. offside. Was, was it offside? even offside? What's it, offside it was, these days? It was a pubic hair <laughs> offside, offside on. What's offside these days though, mate? What I'll do you reckon? Honest. All I know is Casemiro's on his last legs, mate. I'll be honest with you. Are we calling it? Are we calling it? He don't want to press. Ollie, are we calling it? Is Casemiro spent? Oh, I think he's done, mate. I'll be honest, man. I don't know. I, I love think, him. I love him, but... I, he just doesn't Ollie, he don't have the legs, bro. I think tonight's the night. I think tonight's the night where... Casemiro shows his Champions League pedigree. Right, he's got five Champions Leagues, mate. You don't get that of fucking sleeping in your fucking gaff, do you? Could be, could be. Tonight, tonight. He did it, mate. He did it in the Carabao. Let's have a look tonight. Let's have a look. Ali, give us a prediction. What's the score tonight? 3 1 United. Hoyland's bagging two. Rashford won. Cheers, Ali. Again, as I've just said, Killian's Irish bar is absolutely bouncing. I've got a lad from Port Leash and a lad from Cumbria. First and foremost, introduce them. James from Cumbria, Man United fan through and through. Let's go. Love it. Next man. Yeah, that's it. His name is United on his birth cert. That's what it says in his birth certificate. Right, talk to me. The game tonight, how's it going to go? All I'm feeling is fucking PSG vibes, right? Rashford, he's there, he's keen, he's going to score, right? It feels exactly like the PSG game when we're away there. There's a win tonight there for us if we commit and everyone commits. Tenag knows what he's doing back the manager we're going to win do you know we're one of those sides who when we come against these massive games we, all, yeah, we always turn up Barcelona last year I always go back to this game everybody wrote us off we turned up and everyone was like nah you're going to get smashed we walked away from that ground fuming we didn't win it talk to me talk to me about tonight what's going to happen I reckon Highland first goal score Rashford winner 2-1 Come on! Right, boys, we're after landing over here. We've got four goalkeepers and five defenders in a 25 man squad. Four goalkeepers and one of the defenders is Johnny Evans. It's a little bit sketchy. How is Tin Hag going to set this side up? End of the day, the injury crisis is an injury crisis. Who can deal with that? No Premier League manager has got to deal with the level of shit that is going on with Manchester United. Okay, we've got five defenders. We need to play four. Maybe a player back three. Who knows? But at the end of the day, Tenag's the man to do it. Okay? He's got the respect of the squad following the last game. He rallied them. He got them together in the dressing room and he gave them that speech. And he told them, that's not good enough to lose to Brighton. We're here now. We've got five defenders. He'll play the players he needs to play. And it's going to fucking work out. I, to be fair, I think myself, we're probably going to start with a back three. If we don't, I'd be a little bit afraid Harry Kane's going to absolutely fuck us up. Five defenders landing here. We're in a massive crisis. Things haven't been great on the pitch or off the pitch. Sancho's been a dickhead. Anthony's criminal investigations. Greenwood's caused hassle. Maguire's caused hassle. Can you really see us getting a result tonight? 100%. The only way we're going to get a result, and it's obvious, is on the counter. We're going to score early. Byrne will get one back in the second half and we'll get a finisher then. Rashford will finish it. Right. Lads, it's time to go out of the game. These boys reckon we're getting a result. We're going to play counter-attacking football against Bayern in the Allianz Arena. 
which if Ten Hag has any brains, that's exactly what he does. I'll talk to you after this one. With the help of God, we've got one to three points and we can go home happy. Thanks, lads. Cheers, boys. Two on United. Come on. Half time in the Allianz Arena. United down 2 0 to Bayern. Onana with a blunder. United soft at the back again. Boys, what are we thinking? Um, depressing. Ten Hag won't see Christmas. Massive shout. Take our chances. What do you think? I kind of wish we were thinking what Arteta was thinking with the two good goalkeepers and changing them out. I wouldn't mind seeing some definitely left in a holer. Hasn't lit the world of lights since he came to United. Again, a spineless defensive performance. Back to team for half an hour. Gave a good performance against Bayern and then just bent over. Just not good enough. Onana doing his best uh, David De Gea impression in a big game. No, let, yeah, there's no way De Gea lets that in. Every, right? I don't know what it is about this team, but every single game, whether it's in Europe or the Premier League, in a big stadium with a big atmosphere, they just crumble. I don't know what it is, but... You see, they just, they just don't have the bollocks for it. They just don't have the balls for it. Big atmosphere here tonight, and they've just shot the bags early doors. And they've been the better side. Bayern have been absolutely shit. I don't think it's all that well, we go, we go down. We go 1-0 down like we did against Brighton. Shoulders drop. Concede again. They just don't have the fucking balls. We just think Simple. if Onana saves that, it's still nil off. Onana saved that. You keep building on what we did. It's and you still go at him. Right. The ball's not that bad. Bayern aren't as good as we thought they were. And we've had two or three chances clearly. Regulon is our best player. So I'm fine with that. Right, second half. We go for it. What you reckon? Yeah, we'll lose 4 5 nil, I'd say. Walking away from the Allianz Arena. Bayern Munich 4, Manchester United 3. Too little, too late. Two Casemiro late goals. As United, if it was a boxing match. Failed really to put a glove on the opposition all night. Played well in the first half again, similar to Brighton. Played well in spells for the first 20 25 half an hour. Conceded a sloppy goal. Keep a mistake. And just couldn't get back into it from there. First substitution from Tin Hag was Scott McTominay for the hapless Christian Eriksen. Bayern Munich had two substitutions made before Tin Hag decided to make another change. Considering we're chasing the game, it's questionable. Defeat for United again. Another performance that just simply isn't good enough. Granted, we're missing players and there's a lot of stuff going on and off the field, but... The least you can expect is to put up a bit of a battle, but that one, not great. Two goals later on when the game is already dead and buried isn't enough. What makes it more sick than of all is Bayern Munich aren't actually very good on the night. They weren't a great side at all. But they had enough in them to stroll past United and put us away. Yet another away defeat for United. Another disappointing night. Hard to take all these defeats. Hard to walk away from the ground disappointed again in another performance that just simply isn't. It's not strong enough. Not enough fight shown. Not enough spirit shown. A lot of questions to be asked. A lot of questions to be answered. But so be it. Munich's been a great city. Visiting the memorial has been amazing. Great show on the Reds. Reds who deserve better walking away from the ground. Fantastic stadium, the Allianz Arena. Really good cathedral for football. Deserving of a better showing, but 
four three probably flatters us on the night to be fair. Weren't at the races and not good enough. Manchester Terminal 3 has historically been my most hated place on earth. It has now been relegated into second position by Frankfurt Main Airport, which has been a horrific and dreadful experience from the second we walked in. The fact that we're delayed for another hour doesn't really make it much better either, to be fair. But I'm here in the pleasurable company of David O'Donnell and Jan Fitzgibbon as we finish off our trip and try and make the way back to Dublin. I suppose tensions have calmed since last night and tempers have relaxed a small bit. First time. First time. We're able to maybe look at things a little bit more uh, balanced. But Dale, talk to me. What do you think of that game? Um, the game itself, look, I have a bit of a different take on it than I think most of you have spoken to. Everyone's very angry. I think um, going out to Munich with the squad we had available, didn't really expect the result. Didn't expect a draw. Didn't expect to win. You look at our defenders alone, there was three centre-backs and two full-backs. Options just very, very thin. As for what we've seen in the pitch, it was much of the same. It was a good start, 15, 20 minutes, where so you're looking at this Bayern team thinking we're really, we have a good chance against these lot. That wasn't the case. We collapsed through a, an unfortunate goal on Anna's part. Things didn't pick up after that. Um, but yeah, now let's look forward to... Uh, to a flight home and I'm going to miss my bus so I'll be here in Dublin airport probably till 6am um, the joys of it that's something that'll cheer me up at least <laughs> um, an unfortunate goal is one way to describe Onana's absolute howler last night Jesus he's been he's been poor I know we were talking about it earlier outside the hotel this morning and you were defending him to the hilt which is admirable but I, I won't jump at anyone's back from last night though no, I'm not, jump, I'm not jumping on his back. Yeah, I'm not jumping on his back. And it's not last night, but like since he's joined us, he's been underperforming horrifically. Mm-hmm. I know every, every player, outfielder or in goal, takes time to gel with a new squad, takes time to get used to new surroundings, but like, surely he hasn't lost the ability to save a shot from joining United, coming from where he's come from. Do you know, it's just... <sighs> I, I like the fact that he came out and demanded an interview afterwards to apologise, but is he just playing the PR card there? Well, it's not the first time he's done that because um, in the open, in the opening few weeks of the season, I know you said to me, "What's Onana doing, doing all these interviews after games?" And he's only after joining a new club, and that was one of the first things that I found out about him is that he likes taking responsibility. He's always the first one to come out after a game. That's all well and good, but if his performances don't pick up, that's not going to water. Um, he knows that. I think by coming out saying that last night. Um, I look at the defence too, Brian And this season I don't think he's played in front of his ideal back four Every week it seems different You know, people talking about Regulun coming in last night and playing well But it's just too much chopping and changing There's no security there for him And for the defence too Because your back four needs to know who's behind them And vice versa I think we're after having a good few hiccups Earlier on the season I think it will get better I look at the next three games I see three wins which probably sounds ridiculous because we've lost the last three games or four uh, three isn't it um, I fancy us to win the next three and I think if we were to have a chat then about Onana focus won't be on him yeah and it's fair to say that he's got a very instable or unstable back four in front of him and the midfield and the midfield yeah it's been a bit makeshift I mean we've had a horrific run of injuries 
Reggion, someone you just mentioned, he's been impressive. 135 minutes played so far, and he's probably played the best 135 minutes of anyone on the team in that time. Very, very impressed with a guy who came as Spurs' third-choice left-back and has shown up a lot of the other players in the team for energy and effort levels. John, what do you think of Reggion last night? Yeah, Brian, I thought um, thought Reglan put in a fine shift. Um, great energy all over the field. Now, there was a few times all right, where his final ball left him down, but look... He hasn't really had much of a pre-season and minutes behind his belt as well with the team, so hopefully that will just come in time. But yeah, it was, it's been encouraging now, the first couple of performances in Regulan, and it was a kind of transfer that everyone joked about and laughed about, but he's definitely silencing the doubters anyway with his performances so far. Isn't that what we needed though? Because you look at a transfer window and all the players we were linked with and we got Regulan on loan and whatever, people are quite critical of that because he wasn't the United profile he wasn't good enough but it is a bit of a relief to see someone come in like that and prove a, pe- pu- prove a few people wrong I just hope that that continues for the rest because we're going to be without Luke Shaw now for a while Juan Basak is out um, so we only really have two full backs to rely on Malassia as well as no, no sign of him coming back um, so yeah look just the I personally don't like it, and I know a lot of people listening to the podcast know this. I don't like jumping down United players' backs. I don't think it gets us anywhere. Um, but there's certainly a few players you could name that maybe have been getting away with things for quite a while, and it's about time they start yeah, pulling their gloves up. One of the, the, the oddities from last night, coming off the back of the last game, Hannibal Medjby, they saw no game time. Came on the last day, looked lively, scored an absolute beautiful goal. And United were in search of a goal last night and he, he remained on the bench. Scott McTominay, a guy I've championed for over the last few years and I've always spoke well about him. He's looked a shadow of his former self. Um, it was, I still find it strange that we only made one sub until so late. Mm. And the one sub was a midfielder for a midfielder. It was a like, like, essentially like-for-like like replacement because Ericsson was just flat-footed and he wasn't performing. I would like to have seen Ten Hag react earlier, and I think it's something he's guilty of lately, is he's not reacting early enough to change a game. I mean, you're 3-1 down. It's it's a game where you, there's no point waiting until too late. I mean, you're not going to get the reward for it. It's too late and it's dead and buried. I think I'd like to see him react quicker from now on going forward. Make those subs earlier. Be a bit more brave with your decision-making. Like get Garnacho on that pitch. Let him, let him liven the place up a bit. Let, let Hannibal Medjury... Give him, a, give him a chance let him off um, yeah, look it's obviously disappointing and, and, and always it's always hard to take when you're losing these big European games but again I suppose look you'd prefer to be in the position we are now back in the Champions League than wishing we were so there's always that side of it Burnley Saturday night Turf Moor lovely old fashioned ground good place to go to a bit of crack a bit different than the audience yeah. <laughs> going, going from the the, the beautiful roasting hot Munich in the middle of Oktoberfest to probably piss and rain in Turfmoor but it's an enjoyable ground to go to because it's it's a good old school ground Vincent companies after rejuvenating Burnley bringing them back to a more modern style of football they look like a lively enough side you're saying we'll win the next three Jesus I can't I, I hope so I really do I hope we're not saying again after Saturday night OK let's call the Palace and try to kick start the season no, and get I it going I think after the start we've had we need to win the next three I think it's important we lay down a marker now it's been a very bad start if we don't win the next three I was just about to ask you if we, we don't be in? Yeah, what happens if we don't pressure on 10 Hags on the mount after that if we don't 
It's it's un, it's unthinkable to even say it, but, yeah, but realistically speaking, if we lose the next three games, I mean, questions will definitely be asked but at the manager. Have, we'll have questions to answer, 100%. 100%. Well, after the start we've had and where we, the progress we made last season, if we make it such a step back like that and don't win our next three, of course, of course, he's the biggest club in the world, but I will say is I, I won't be changing my mind on him. I've definitely seen enough that I am sure I want that man in charge when those gimps are gone. Absolutely, and I'm right behind you. So, what have we? Burnley, Crystal Palace, Crystal Palace, which is weird again. We keep getting these League Cup and Cup games where we're playing the same side twice in the same week. It's so so strange. Um, I suppose the only one thing about the Palace Cup game is it gives us a chance to get some of the younger lads out on the pitch and let them let them show what they're capable of and let them show it in Hag they do deserve a chance in the first team. John, the next three games, what what do you think? What way can you see him going? To be honest, um, I can take positives there from last night. I know a lot of people are giving out there again today, but look, Highland scored his first goal for the club, which was obviously a major plus coming out of last night. Um, as we said, again, Regalon seems to be doing OK at left back. And do you know the next two games there now? We've got Burnley away. We should be going there and getting a performance. Like I think if we played the performance of what we did last night against Bayern Munich, we definitely can get three points against Burnley. Like... And with the cup games, there's a good chance to give Hannibal a start, who's been kind of obviously impressed when he came out against Brighton last week. So it'll be a good chance to give him 90 minutes. And obviously Garnacho came on a bit late last night. It'll be a good chance to give him a full 90 minutes under his belt. And obviously Palace at home next week will have to be expecting to be winning that at Old Trafford. Just on Hannibal again, um, a lot of people obviously quite and rightly so pissed off at McTominay of late and I think his body language is, is getting to people as well it's not just his performances it's, there's something, there's something quite, quite not right there but the likes of Hannibal knocking on the door surely in that game against Palace he has to be thinking if I put up a good performance in here I can jump ahead of McTominay in the pecking order and it's not just having an extra midfielder you mentioned there about bringing on kind of an attack minded substitution Hannibal is an attack minded midfielder you know, he's good in the final third. So, yeah, you'd hope in the next few weeks Ten Hag might pull his finger out there and, and give him a run because ultimately, I think I've seen the past few appearances that McTominay has made, he's not pulling his weight. And that's not something you could level him previously because it was the one thing about him. He'd always show up, give us something, but just not happening at the moment. Well, and I don't know why. Um, ho- I'm hoping all the Pellistry can maybe start the next three games. Like, obviously, he played last night. wasn't his best performance of course but tough one to was a tough one yeah, against yeah. Alfonso Davis in the Allianz Arena like one of his biggest strengths is he's very fast and direct but Alfonso Davis is also very fast so that wouldn't have helped his cause to try and exploit him in that area but I think he definitely deserves another start on Saturday night because any time he has got a chance in the past he hasn't really started again for a long time or even come on as a sub again for a while so I'm hoping now that he can just get two or three games at least just to try and show us what he's, what he's made of you know Absolutely. Do you know, isn't it, isn't it very disappointing to think that we've been so... I know it'll sound like a cop-out and it'll sound like a bullshit excuse, but we've been so incredibly unlucky. Our season has been stolen away at the start of it with injuries and off-the-field problems. Instead of sitting here with discussing our first 11, our strongest 11, and our new signings and what what difference Mason Mount has made to the side, and instead of having all those at our, at our disposal, we're sitting here talking about going, going to Bayern with five... Defenders, three three centre halves. You know, it's 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 a kick in the bollocks, really. Like, and Tin Hag must be feeling sick as well that he's been he's been stunted by just compounding injury after injury. Like, that always moves over to the left. 
Wan-Bissaka was flying it we were like right okay we'll bring in Reggie on next thing Wan-Bissaka does his hamstring I mean you couldn't script it so Tello has to be deployed in the right now in fairness as we said Reggie come in and did well but it's another lack of options for Tin Hag to change things and he must be struggling to try change things with, with changes that he kind of feels confident in like it's not always easy to bring in young players into a struggling side very easy to blood a young player into a successful and, and big side that's flying but like when you're looking at a side that's struggling struggling for form struggling for performances struggling for goals and next thing you're throwing a young lad in you're hoping for the kind of Ryder Rovers thing where they they light up the pitch straight away and this kind of a dream romantic thing starts but sometimes it's just not the right environment for a young kid to come into the side I mean, which, which player are you looking forward to coming back most? it's a great question I'm going to say Varane no. No, I don't think Varane because Varane has made a shredded wheat and he'll only last about two games and he'll be fucking injured again. He's been, he's been horrific since he signed for injuries and stuff. We knew it was, it was going to be an injury prone as such, but it's very disappointing. I probably would have cashed in on him to be honest with you in the summer when Saudi came knocking. It, you know, yeah. unbelievable player in his day if he can stay fit, but he can't. Um, I'm looking forward to Amrabat looking forward to what he brings to that midfield I think we're missing that point energy yeah, passion very often a midfield too so it's yeah. him coming back yeah. into the and he's supposedly fit for Saturday night against Burnley I was only reading that a few minutes ago seemingly he's back in the side and he's ready to, not back in the side he's in the side for the first time and ready to go so Serban drinks in Munich there on Tuesday night he was <laughs> <laughs> I think we were seeing things um, right lads we're going we're gonna to leave it there it's almost the end of our Munich trip as we await here, Lingus to transport us back to Dublin. Myself and John will make the long two and a half, three hour drive back down to the Limerick side in Cork and Dale's going to sleep in the airport overnight <laughs> after missing his bus. So. Boys, thanks a million. It's been a great trip. Take care, safe home. We'll chat you next time. Just a quick sign-off message after we arrived back from Munich. Thankfully, I didn't have to wait for that 6am bus. I got my bus at 11pm. Got home at, at around half two and i'm feeling it today the whole trip but really really enjoyable experience meeting some fantastic people along the way as well um people from all over a very strong irish contingent travel obviously we came from from ireland so we would have bumped into a lot of them along the way but killian's bar tuesday night again brian went back to the dubliner on the wednesday and that's what it's about you know the result obviously didn't go away but you make some fantastic stories along the way and meet some really, really good, interesting people who yeah, I'm sure you'll meet, or we will meet on future trips. So a quick thank you to Brian as well for taking control of the podcast um, pretty much while we were over there. Um, like a professional, did a really good job. And, and thanks for listening too. So please give a review for the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Make sure to subscribe, pass the word on to other Reds that might be interested in listening and following us on our trips. And you'll hear from us again after Burnley this weekend. Brian will be at that one. We'll catch up with him when he returns, myself and Sean. So until then, we'll hope for a win at the weekend so we can get back on track. Because I'm just really sick and tired of all the negativity that's surrounding the club. And I know it was mentioned on the podcast at the beginning that the media are really jumping on and sticking the knife in. But... We need to get back winning, don't we? Um, so look, until next time, look after yourself. We we'll speak soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.